1: This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we
2: call... The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy
3: Show. And welcome to the Sunday edition of the Riley and Kimmy Show. It's a Sunday funnies episode. We can say that because we have something funny right next to us. Kimmy! I got
4: one
5: name! Kimmy! Hello everybody, hello everybody. everybody.
3: everybody. 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 Hi! Hi, I'm your host, Patrick Riley. You found the place that talks about... what we do every single day with a brand new episode, right, Kimmy? Memories. Yes, we talk about memories and we make new memories, hopefully very good memories for you. Tell your friends you found a place that talks about all the things of pop culture and it is a wide range of things, not just one thing. Talk about all kinds of things of yesteryear and today as well. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy Show. Be sure to like our website And, well, you know, like our Facebook page and Twitter page and all the social media pages help the show grow. And we have archived episodes available on our website. Also, we have those easy ways to take the Riley and Kimmy show anywhere on planet Earth and listen any time of day or night. That is with iHeartRadio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Also on our website, celebrity interviews and other pop culture things are all available. What is our web address, Kimmy?
6: Riley and
2: Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy Show at
3: Riley and Kimmy
2: The Riley and Kimmy Show.
3: Shall we play a game? That is the big question. Does Kimmy want to play nerd and pop culture trivia? Yeah, do you want to challenge your brain cells? Kimmy with some uh, thrilling days of yesteryear questions. What say you on this Sunday? Yes, please. I need to point out the timeline has been corrupted. That means it's not running in linear or chronological order. Feel free to help Kimmy out. She actually believes in time travel answers, so shout at, talk to, yell at, scream at, whatever computing device you're listening to The Riley and Kimmy Show on right now, and it could be anything because we are mobile, we are global, you can take us anywhere on planet Earth. Very first question we have for you, Kimmy, is comic book based. This comic book debuts, actually, it ha- the characters had appeared in something a little bit earlier But they get their own comic book under their own title on this date in history. Tell me the name of that title and what decade did it appear in for the very first time. Some of the characters, Jughead Jones, Betty Cooper, Veronica Lodge. That's just some of the characters in that comic book. Can you tell me, Kimmy, what is the name of the comic book? Archie. That's right. Archie first appeared in his own comic book. Now, he appeared a little bit earlier in something called Pep Comics, but he gets his own comic book on this date. What decade? Was it the 1940s, 1950s, 1960s, or 1970s? 1950s? It was 1940s. It was nineteen
6: forty-two.
3: That wow. is got his, his own comic book. He first appeared in Pep Comics. That's Pep Comics number 22 for the collectors, December of 1941, and would go almost to radio shortly after that and become a very successful radio program for a number of years. It was actually the first radio program that was totally geared for teenagers, it targeted specifically with ads and things like that for them. And was very successful, then of course would go into the cartoons that you know mm-hmm. you know Archie for.
4: Everything's Archie.
3: Yes, that's Riverdale, the way it was, not the way it is, and the Archies and cartoons, very successful. And did you read the Archie comic book or even the little r- r- digest ones? Uh huh. Okay, so you're a fan of of Archie. Mm-hmm. What about Riverdale, the new uh, TV series? I have not watched it. Okay, so you can't pass judgment one way or the other. No. So on this date, Kimmy, 1809, this person patents the steamboat. Who is it? Did they teach you this? Uh, you know, in history class, an igloo. Igloo Elementary. Mm, He patented the riverboat, actually, steamboat. I think so. That's Robert Fulton, 1809. It was on the state 1861. This United States president elect takes a train from Springfield, Illinois to Washington, D.C. Who is it?
6: Abraham Lincoln.
3: You would have been screamed at by many if you had missed that one, Kimmy. You've actually been to that train area. Where which he departed. Mm-hmm. Put somebody on a train yourself. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm actually kidding. I, but Kim, Kimmy has been down there. Mm-hmm. I took her on a tour of Springfield. Yep, took me on a tour. Yes, I, did. I took you on a tour. It was on this day, Kimmy, 1960. This person walked off while live on the air of the Tonight Show with just four minutes left. He did this in response to censors cutting out a joke from the show the night before. Tell me who it was. Here's your audio clue.
4: So I went to them, and uh, I said, well, you know, the least you could do, maybe ask, get permission, or give me a no. Could I show that tape again? Let me show that one hunk that's caused all this comment in the press, because there's so many guys, uh, in a way, you know, out to zing me, that this is the way to stop it. Show show what we did. And uh, they thought about it and said... Pass it off with a joke. Lightly. Well, I cannot pass it off with a joke and will not. I uh, have been wrestling with my conscience all day. I have been attacked and will be attacked. time It's going to go on forever now. Now, I've made a decision about what I'm going to do. And uh, only one person knows about this. It's you Downs. My wife doesn't know it, but I'll be home in time and I'll tell her. I'm leaving the Tonight Show. Must be a better way of uh, making a living than this. There's a way of entertaining people without being constantly involved in some form of controversy, which is on me all the time. It's rough on my wife and child, and I don't need it. I like the National Broadcasting Company. They've been uh, swell to me, and I've been. Pretty wonderful to them. I took over a show with 60 stations. There's now 158. The show is sold out. It's the highest, I think, uh, money producer for this network. And I believe I was let down by this network at a time when I could have used their help.
3: Who is that, Kimmy? Jack Parr. That's right. He was host of The Tonight Show from 1957 to 1962. If he hadn't done what you just heard there, he well, there wouldn't be Johnny Carson probably that we know of. Mm -hmm. And the network didn't want him to go popping off to somewhere else. I think maybe his initial thought process was, I'll just go somewhere else, take my act somewhere else. Well, he was still under contract with the network, and they honored their contract by giving him a television show that aired once a week. Which he did for about three years, but it didn't command the ratings that The Tonight Show did. And he would walk away from that as well, mm. but not with that kind of drama attached to it. That is Jack Parr. So on this date, 1963, this group records Twist and Shout, and I saw her standing there. Who is it, Kimmy? The uh, The Beatles. Kimmy is paying attention to the Riley and Kimmy yeah, show. Yeah, the Beatles. Quit looking out the studio window, Kimmy. <laughs> that gets you in trouble. Stop doing or paying attention to the fur kid in the studio, whichever one it is. I, I don't know which.
6: Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it's the fur kid.
3: Uh, okay. The year is 1966. This recording artist records a single. It's from her second album that was written by her husband. He wrote the single... The song reaches number two on the Billboard Hot 100. It would become this person's first million-selling single. Tell me who the recording artist is. You all
2: black, and I all white. You would always win the fight. Bang, bang, he shot me down.
0: Bang, bang, I hit the ground. Bang, bang, that awful
4: sound. Bang, bang, my baby shot me down.
3: 1966, who is that? Mm. I... She would sing normally at this time period with her husband. They would have a... Cher? Yes, that is Cher. Sonny wrote that song right there. Wow. Bang, bang, my baby shot me down. That was a hit, number two on the Billboard Hot 100. It was 1967, this group announced they would be playing all their instruments on all future recordings. Who is it? Take the Who is it, Kimmy? The monkey.
2: The,
7: the year is 1970.
3: The film The Magic Christian debuts in New York City. It co stars. Peter Sellers, with appearances by John Cleese, Graham Chapman, also Raquel Welch, Christopher Lee, Richard Attenborough, Roman Polanski, and this person stars in it, Kimmy. A former Beatle. Tell me who this is.
4: Number seven, the silent scream. Open your mouth and eyes as wide as you can.
2: Testing the muscles against the skin and bone that hold the face together. Try to tear your face apart. to the bottom. Make it as tiny as you can, try and make your face disappear. Number 12. When sitting
4: in a car, place your hands on the outside of the steering wheel and push it with all your strength. Combine with the exercise, silent scream, and tiny face.
3: Who is that, Kimmy? 1970, the film The Magic Christian. Who is starring? Ringo Starr. Yes. Have you seen that movie?
6: No, I haven't.
3: All right. Next person, Kimmy. Tell me who who it is. 1979, the TV movie Elvis airs on ABC. This TV movie is directed by John Carpenter. Now, this Elvis TV movie is notable in Carpenter's career for two reasons. It was made right after Halloween, which was 1978. He does this in 1979. He had wrapped up all the work with Halloween. It was also the first time Carpenter worked with this actor who played Elvis, Who would become a frequent, well, actor in Carpenter's films like Escape from New York in 1981, The Thing in 1982, Big Trouble in Little China in 1986, and Escape from L.A. in 1996. Who is the actor? Kurt Russell. I thought I was going to have to say he played a planet. I don't know too many people who have played a planet before, but he played a planet in the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, number two. Mm -hmm. He was a planet. Yeah, he was a planet. Okay, you, you're right. Now, have you seen that Elvis TV movie? I don't think so. Well, I thought maybe one of your relatives who loved to videotape things might have had that. Now, the film, TV film, was very successful. It went against two blockbuster films that night, Gone with the Wind, on CBS, and one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest on NBC. But despite those two powerhouses, Elvis beat both of them in the Nielsen ratings. Wow. It was the sixth most watched program of the week. Whoa! Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you very year, much. You know, Long and mulch. The year is 1983. This group's concert film opens in New York. Tell me the name of the group, the title of the film, Let's Spend the Night Together. The Rolling Stones. Have you ever seen that film? Uh, no. Okay. Staying in the world of music, the year is 1983. This individual records an LP. Matter of fact, debut LP for this individual. It is comedy based, parody based, Kimmy. Tell me tell me who the recording artist is. Here is one of the singles from it. It did not chart very high on the Billboard Hot 100. It hit number 63 from, well, that debut album. Who is it? I'm sick
6: of Fred and Apple always coming over here. Cause Fred eats all our pretzel sticks and then it's Joseph's beer. Why don't you serve your Casperola and make Who is it, Gibby? Wow, Weird Al.
3: That's right. And I don't
6: think I've heard that one. And what
3: song is he parodying right there? Mickey by um, Tony Basil. Yeah, that, that's right. That song hit number sixty-three. Now the next one did not chart that high. Matter of fact, <laughs> not at all in the Billboard Hot One Hundred. Tell me, what song is he parodying? Okay, here is your clue. <laughs> It's my Bologna. What is he? <laughs> what is the parody to? I've not heard that one either. Uh,
6: my Sharona by, um, The Knack.
3: Yes, he actually. With the, what's interesting with him, and he before he put this album together, he negotiated with the uh, the Knack and got the master recording for five hundred dollars. Wow! They gave him the master <laughs> to do the parody. <laughs> so that's kind of a trip. Uh huh. Yeah, that's Weird Al, nineteen eighty three debut album. Now, talking about weird, this is probably one of the weirdest moments of television history because it actually made no sense if you were a fan of the show ahead of time. I think this was one of those, some would say, maybe even a shark jumping moment, sort of like when Happy Days took a turn, maybe not for the best. Now, I didn't see this when this originally happened. I saw it many years later on a station that would run this TV show. I saw this event. I went, wow, I can't believe they actually did this. It was on this date, a certain rock star, actually pop star, appears on this TV show. Identify the TV show. Can you identify the TV show? The A-Team? That's correct. Now, keep in mind what the A-Team is all about, right? Uh-huh. Kind of an action-based TV show, right? Yeah. Okay. This pop star with his group, he's lead singer of, appears on the show. Matter of fact, the whole show revolves around him and the group. Tell me who it is. He performs this song on the A-Team. Come, 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 come and go.
6: come and go. go. Love
3: Who appeared, who was part of an entire episode of the A Team, Kimmy? Boy George. Tuesday, guess
1: who's coming to the A Team?
2: Boy George and the Culture Club. Come, 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 come. And the action is marvelous for
4: words. So get in on the act, because things are going to be rocking. And stop it. What next? When Boy George meets the A-Team Tuesday. I'm rolling. Ah, I'm Cowboy George. And I'm Boy George. Take your pick. Tuesday, the A-Team. Be there,
3: Boy George. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, George Pappard and Boy George together, cutting promos. Now, I, I can't remember the entire premise of the thing, but it was supposed to be a country act that was being booked into a bar, and the culture club is booked no. by the A-Team. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's one of those kind of moments. You might catch that one if somebody is running the A-Team or it might be streamed uh, or you might have the DVDs. Don't know.
6: Sounds pretty interesting.
3: Oh, it, 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 it yeah. Okay. The year is 1986. This single is certified gold, Kimmy. Tell me the name of the single and who had it as a hit. We're so bad. We know And what is the name of that hit? Super Bowl Shuffle. We are the best shuffling crew, shuffling on down, doing it for you. We're so bad, we know we're good. Blowing your mind like a new we would. We you know, we're just strutting for fun, strutting our stuff on everyone. We're not here to so start no trouble, we're just here. And, and they mentioned it, but uh, who had it as a hit, Kimmy? The Chicago Bears. That's right. The year is 1993. This person was appointed to the position of attorney general by President Clinton. She was the first female to hold the position. She would eventually run for political office in Florida, driving around in a little red pickup truck. Can you tell me who it is? Ooh. Come on, Kimmy, you can't can't forgotten this name. Oh. Janet yes you're on the you're on the roll Kimmy it's Janet something Janet it's the name of a city in Nevada Janet Reno yes Janet Reno you got it right 1993 she gets that position the year is 1994 this song is premiered on the 1994 Miss USA pageant tell me the name of the hit and who recorded it here's your clue <laughs> What is the name of that
6: hit? The most beautiful girl in the world. The
4: most beautiful girl in the world. Could you
3: be? It to see. And who had that as a hit? Prince. And uh, do we accept that? Because technically he wasn't Prince at that time. He was the symbol, which was not, you know, had, yeah, okay, we'll accept it. It was Prince. Was it a number one hit or not? No. No, it was not. It hit number three on the Billboard Hot 100. The year is 2002, Kimmy. Six stars of this NBC TV show sign a deal for $24 million each for the ninth and final season of this series. What would it be without a clue? 2002. We have a bonus if you need it, if you actually need the theme. What would be uh, the show? 2002. Seinfeld? No, here's your clue no one told you was gonna be this
7: way. Joking,
3: Can you tell me the name of the TV show, Kimmy? Friends. Celebrity and notable birthdays today, Kimmy. Yes, somebody famous, born on this date, 1847, an inventor. Tell me who it is. His inventions included the phonograph, the motion picture camera, long-lasting practical electric light bulb, just to name a few things. Who was born 1847? Thomas Edison? Correct. Moving to another notable on this date, born 1919, An actress known for her role on this 1965 to 1971 TV sitcom, Identify the Sitcom. Kimmy, here's your clue. Can you tell me the name of that TV show?
6: Green Acres.
3: (laughs) Yes, that is right, Kimmy. She played Lisa Douglas on Green Acres. Tell me, who was born on this date?
4: If food means that much to you, maybe you better find somebody else. What? Well, when you married me, you knew that I couldn't cook, I couldn't sew, and I couldn't keep house. All I could do was talk
6: Hungarian and do imitations of.
3: Can you tell me who it is? Zsa, Zsa Gabor. No, that's who she says she imitates.
6: Oh, Eva Gabor.
3: Yes, that's right. That's because that's what she says. I do imitations of Zsa Zsa Gabor. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give yeah, me. Well, at least Kimmy got a Gabor sister there. Yeah, she was born 1919, died 1995 at the age of 76. Next person, actor born 1926. He appeared in more than 100 films and 150 TV shows. He portrayed more than 220 characters over the course of time. His breakthrough big starring movie role was in 1956. He played in The Forbidden Planet, played opposite of one of my favorite actresses of all time. Who would that be, Kimmy? Anne Francis. Yes, he played opposite of Anne Francis. That was his first starring role. Played in the Poseidon Adventure in 1972. Was in the Naked Gun series. And, of course, he was part of Airplane. Tell me who was born on this date, Kimmy. Here's your clue.
1: Can you fly this plane and land it? I am serious. And don't call me Shirley.
3: Who is it? Uh-oh. Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, she did it. Did somebody shout that out to you? Mm-hmm. All right. He was born. Yeah, because the... I was having a a, a block. A block.
6: I, I know him, but it's like, oh, I couldn't think of his name in it. Popped in my head.
3: Okay. 19... Somebody yelled but it. But you got Anne Francis. I know. That's kind of weird. I know. All right. Uh, he was born on the state, 1926, died 2010 at the age of 84. And I don't think you've ever seen the movie. 1997, he uh, was Mr. Magoo. They did the live version of Mr. Magoo.
6: Okay, I've never seen that.
3: Okay, I'm not going to urge you to. Moving to somebody else born on this date, celebrating his 90th birthday, Kimmy. You wouldn't know him for being a jazz musician. He is a very big jazz performer. You know him for appearing on a certain TV show. Identify the TV show he appeared in almost all the episodes. (laughs) Mork and Mindy. That's right. He played Mindy's dad. Do you remember her dad, Frederick, on the show?
6: Um, kind of.
4: Nothing. Nothing at all. You just made me remember the first time I held my newborn daughter. My hands were so large and clumsy. I just couldn't believe anything so tiny could make me so happy. Thank you, Mark.
3: That's Conrad Janice celebrating his 90th birthday today. Next person, actress. Born on this date, Kimmy. She was part of a TV show from 1964 to 1967. Identify the TV show. Gilligan's Island. That's correct. Tell me who is celebrating a birthday. Once you do, tell me how old she is within five years. Me, Ginger. Me,
4: Girl aura have you already noticed (laughs) that's right you aruka me girl now you're learning me girl you boy and there's no telling what can happen from there (laughs) now big strong you doesn't really want to hurt little scrawny gilligan with this hurt him with this big nasty old spear do you oh My, what big, broad shoulders you have. What a handsome-looking devil.
3: Can you tell me who that is? Tina Louise. Yes, how old is Tina Louise today within five? Um, 78? Tina Louise is celebrating her 84th birthday. Next person born on this date, 1935. Had a big hit in 1956. It hit number seven, Kimmy. Tell me who the person is born on this date.
5: Well,
0: she's my
5: baby. she's my baby. she's my baby.
3: He was the grandfather of uh, Rockabilly. Many consider. Can you tell me who it is? Born mm. on this date. No. Jean Vincent, born 1935, died at the age of 36, 1971, from a ruptured stomach ulcer. Next individual, musician Kimmy, had a number four hit back in the 80s on the pop charts, 1983. Tell me who's celebrating his 77th birthday today. Oh, get- Who is celebrating number 77 today, Kimmy? Mm, I don't know. Sergio Mendez having a birthday. You remember him, don't you? Mm, Yeah. Yeah, she does. She's just saying she does. Next person, actor Kimmy, first rose to prominence on Gunsmoke from 1962 to 1965. His breakout film role was Deliverance in 1972. Tell me. Who is having a birthday and how old he is within five years? Here he is talking about making the movie Deliverance.
2: Well, you see, they had uh, the waterfall there, and they sent the uh, dummy over, which was a dummy of my body, seventy feet. And I saw the dummy go over, and I said to the director, "That looks like a dummy." And the director, uh, having seen me do all these tremendous physical things, like throw up in the morning, <laughs> he said, uh, "You want to go over the? You want to go over the waterfall?" I said, "Of course." I got. On top of the waterfall, and they had a dam way up above the waterfall. They stopped the river, and I had a rope hanging on the rope atop of the waterfall, waiting for the water to be released. And I was lying there looking at the crew, and, have, and the crew were all going, he's a dummy, he's, he's a dummy. Dummy. <laughs> I'm a dummy. I'm really a dummy. So they, I said, they said, are you ready? I said, let it loose. And I turned around, and it, the water just came roaring down. So I went over the waterfall, which wasn't that bad, actually. It was kind of a terrific, it was like an ordinary taxi ride in New York. <laughs> but I hit a rock at the bottom of the waterfall. The rock bounced a great deal and uh, cracked the tailbone. Then I got caught in a uh, uh, hydrofoil thing.
3: Kimmy, can you tell me who that is? Mm. I'll give you I an extra know. clue here. He played leading roles in these box office hits. The Longest Yard, 74. Smokey and the Bandit, 77. Semi Tough in 77, Hooper in 78, Smokey and the Bandit number two in 80, Cannonball Run in 81, Best Little Horror House in Texas in 82. Who is it? Burt Reynolds. Yes. How old is Burt Reynolds today within five years? 85. Burt Reynolds today is celebrating his 82nd birthday. Next individual, recording artist born 1938, Kimmy, had a number one single on the Billboard Hot 100. This was October 20th through the 27th, 1962. Halloween time. Tell me, who was born on this date?
2: I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the the monster man. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on in a flash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash.
3: Can you tell me who was born on this date, Kimmy? No. That's Bobby Boris Pickett, born 1938, died 2007 at the age of 69. Now, he stayed with the monster kind of theme. In the 80s, he came out with the monster rap.
0: Still working in the lab, Lee. These nights, with eyes grown used to eerie sights. I created a monster
2: who could dance and walk, but I couldn't teach him how to talk. My faithful assistant
0: That hunchback fool who wastes his time in DJ school says, Master to get him,
2: don't be a slap, deep deeper the monster rap You gotta shock the body, shock the body body, shock the body, shock the body body, shock the body, shock the body shock the body, shock you idiot. <gasps> yes, master. Cause I just want to hear him speak, and tonight the storm will reach its peak. Connect electrodes, turn on the power, we operate within.
0: went up without a hitch, then Igor screamed, I'll pull this switch, the came down his head
2: with zap, now he's doing the monster rap, shock the body, shock the body, body, shock the body, shock the body, body, shock the body, body. shock the body, body, shock
3: and Kimmy is dancing in the studio. Calm down there, Kimmy. We have one more. Bobby Boris Pigott didn't give up with that. 1993, he did It's Alive.
0: It's been 30 long years since I've walked these stairs. Down to my lab, no one cares. I'm
2: no longer the man
0: Of rock and roll. It's apparent to me time has taken its toll. My son's taken over.
2: He's quite a bright lad,
0: bringing life
2: to the dead, just like his old dad. He does things now with computers and lasers that I once would perform with straight edged razors. Let's visit him now.
0: Who knows what's in store? One moment, please, while I open this door.
2: Father, it's you! I'm glad that you're here. Come and see what I've done, but don't get too near.
4: Good work, my boy.
0: It's the right shade of green. It's the best looking monster I've ever seen.
3: It's a lie by Bobby Boris Pickett. That is a toe tapper, isn't it, Kimmy? Mm. Yeah, I use that every time you wake up. I'm, I, i i am like, <laughs> so funny. Oh, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, we, we try here. We're trying with the Riley Kimmy Show. Yes, you are. Yeah, we're going back to the birthday list. This individual served as the 43rd governor of Florida. That was from 1999 to 2007. Ran for president and didn't run for very long. Tell me who is having a birthday.
2: I'm blessed to be a husband the, the love of wife got great grandkids great, great kids live in miami got a good life is good
3: tell me who is it jeb bush and how old is jeb today within five years uh 60 he is 65 today next person singer musician celebrating a birthday tell me who it is and once you've identified her tell me how old she is within five years here's your clue Biggest hit on the top 40 charts from 1994, number two, All I Wanna Do. Who is it? Cheryl Crow. Correct. How old is she today within five years? Um, 48. She's 56 today. And by the way, Kimmy, do you think that song sounds like something else? I'm just kind of curious. Mm, like what? Some critics call it a Rewrite of the well this song right here see if you think it is a rewrite are you ready mm-hmm. is this a well is that song a rewrite of this song
7: well i don't know why i came here tonight i got the feeling there's something right i'm just kidding in case i fall off my chair and i'm how i'll get down the stairs To the left of me, jokers to the right Here I am, stuck in the middle with you Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you And I'm wondering what it is I should do It's so hard to keep the smile from my face Losing control, yeah, I'm all
3: over the place that's Steeler's Wheels with Stuck in the Middle with You. Now, what's your opinion, Kimmy? What do you think? It's got similarities. Now, I remember when that song first came out, All I Want to Do, I was operations manager of a certain adult contemporary radio station, one of many. Uh, I was in a chain thing. And I had that single in my hands, and I'm like, boy, that sounds familiar. And then Greg Cott of the Chicago Tribune, called the song a rewrite of the Steelers' Wheels, Stuck in the Middle with You. And I listened to them both. I'm like, yeah, I think they might be right there. Uh, uh, Mm -hmm. Possible. Mm -hmm. Possible there. Mm -hmm. Okay, next person, Kimmy, celebrating a birthday. Tell me who it is and how old she is within five years once you identify her. She served as the ninth governor of Alaska from 2006 until her resignation in 2009 She was a Republican Party nominee for Vice President of the United States in a 2008 election. Who is it?
6: I know that when Senator McCain gave me this opportunity, he had a short list of highly qualified men and women. And to have made that list at all, it was a privilege. And to have been chosen brings a great challenge. I know that it will demand the best that I have to give, and I promise nothing less.
3: Who is the birthday person? Sarah Palin. Correct. How old is Sarah Palin today within five years? 56. Sarah Palin celebrating her 54th birthday. Her book Going Rogue has sold more than 2 million copies. Next individual. Became famous, Kimmy, on TV for the sitcom Friends. She was on the show from 1994 till 2004. Identify who the birthday person is and then tell me how old she is within five years. Here's your audio clue.
6: Now I'm mommy in this little play? All right, look, I refuse to get sucked into this, like, weird little Geller Dimension thing, okay? So I'm going to go and take a nice, long, hot bubble bath, because you kids are driving me crazy. No! Put that box down! We are not going anywhere! (laughs) This is my apartment, and I like it! This is a girl's apartment! That is a boy's apartment! It's dirty, and it smells! It's pretty! It's so pretty! And look, it's, and it's purple! And I'm telling you, you with your steady hand, I am not moving, and now I have got the steady hand! That's right! You do what the hand says!
3: <laughs> Who is having a birthday, Kimmy? Jennifer Aniston. That is correct. How old is Jennifer today within five years? 52. Today, she is celebrating her 49th birthday. Next individual, singer and actress. She's charted on the top 40. Tell me who's having a birthday today, Kimmy, and how old she is within five years.
6: Have you ever been in love, been in love so bad? You'd do anything
8: to make them understand.
3: Have you ever had someone... from 1998 number one hit have you ever who's having a birthday kimmy brandy that's correct how old is she within five years uh
6: 38
3: she's 39 today i see dead people notable deaths famous people who passed away on this date in history 1976, this American actor dies at the age of 64, best known for performances in 12 Angry Men in 1957, The Exorcist in 1973, and he really, really stands out in On the Waterfront. From 1954, he plays the villain. I know
1: what's eating you. Well, I got 2,000 dues paying members in this local at 72000 a year legitimate. <coughs> And when each one of them puts in a couple of bucks a day just to make sure the work steady, well, figure it out. And that's just for openers. We got the fattest peers and the fattest harbor in the world. Everything moves in and out. We take our cut. You don't suppose I can afford to be boxed out of a deal like this, do you? A deal I sweated and bled for, and I got one lousy little cheese eater, that Doyle bum who thinks he can go squealing to the crime commission, do you? Here, kid, here's half a bill. Go get your load on. Oh, present from your uncle Johnny. And Mac, tomorrow morning when you shape the men, put Terry up in the loft, number one, every day. It's nice, easy work. See, if you check in and you goof off on a coffee bag, okay?
3: He played the villain in On the Waterfront nemesis to Marlon Brando. Can you tell me who it is, Kimmy? Mm, no, I can't. Uh, well, we won't yell at you too much. It's Lee Jacob, who passed away on this date in 1976. Next person died in 1994. He appeared in so many things. I could not list them all. I mean, probably of a TV show in the 60s and 70s, he was in it, the series. He, he appeared in something. He dies at the age of 64, 1994. Known for playing on this TV show, Kimmy. Identify the TV show. Dukes of Hazard. Correct. He played Boss Hogg on the Dukes of Hazard. Who is it?
2: In my county.
8: Marijuana. You know, I never more than disliked them Duke boys, but what they're doing now, pushing marijuana, why well, that's downright hateful.
1: Hateful. Unless maybe it ain't marijuana, Mr. Hall. Kind of looks like parsley. Huh? Sage? What?
8: Rosemary or thyme? Never mind the folk songs, dim head. It's marijuana. I can smell it. And even I, even I draw the line on dope and drugs for any amount of money. Makes them shiftless, swimmy headed, and unpredictable. Well, I'll get around to them just as soon as we nail the dope boys. <laughs> I bet there's a reward in all this big enough to choke a plow horse. <laughs>
3: Can you tell me who played Boss Hogg, Kimmy? Oh, I sure can't. I thought you would have watched the Dukes of Hazzard uh, in reruns and just, you know. No. Uh, no. You, you didn't have the the action mm-hmm. figures and no. toys and stuff. Mm-mm. I don't know if there were action figures. Actually, Sorrel Brooke is who passed away on the state in 1994. Very talented individual. You need to check out his work beyond the Dukes of Hazzard. Fantastic actor. He was great in the Dukes of Hazzard, too. Years 1994, this American actor, voiceover talent, dies at the age of 73. Big movie breakthrough, The Killers, in 1946. I know Kimmy has no clue who that is. He created the role of Matt Dillon, Marshall Matt Dillon, for the radio series Gunsmoke from 1952 to 1961, narrated The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. The cartoon, known for well, voicing the fugitive, the opening and close of that TV series, but he's also known for this TV show. Identify the show, Kimmy. It was a Quinn Martin production, Kimmy. It aired on CBS TV. He was the star of it, the big star of it. Can you tell me the name of the TV show? No. It was connected to Barnaby Jones, but it wasn't Barnaby Jones, although that character, the two characters, did meet on one of the shows. No? The show is canon that Kimmy could not oh, identify the really? theme to, the Quinn Martin production. Kimmy, identify who the person is who passed away on this date, 1994. Here's a sample of his voice work, something he did, a documentary about a certain movie.
8: George Lucas, 33 years old, writer and director of Star Wars. His first feature film for Warner Brothers, THX 1138, also science fiction, but of a very different kind. His second, Universal's American Graffiti, which recalled his adolescent years in a small town in California. His third film, the phenomenally successful Star Wars, which he wrote far from Hollywood at his home in Northern California.
3: Who is it who passed away on the state in 1994? William Conrad. That's correct. Died at the age of 73. Next individual, Kimmy. An American author dies at the age of 65, 2006, known for writing the best-selling novel that actually became a movie and he co-wrote the screenplay. Can you tell me? who the author is that passed away on this date, 2006.
6: Peter Benchley.
3: That's correct. He also wrote The Deep that became a film, The Island, Beast, and White Shark, and also worked on some of the other Jaws films on the screenplays. Later in life, he came to regret writing such books about sharks because he thought people actually turned against sharks and, and didn't do the world of marine life good. So mm. he kind of became a little upset that he actually wrote those things. That's interesting. And moving back to birthdays, Kimmy, 2012, this person passed away. Identify who it is.
9: And I will
3: always love you. Who passed away on this date, Kimmy? 2012. Whitney Houston How old was she within 5 years when she passed? 49? 48 years old. Mm-hmm. I think you did a fantastic job today, Kimmy, with trivia. Thank you very much. We're going to go back in time and honor something we talked about on trivia with a Golden Age of Radio.
4: Radio.
3: Just moments ago, we spoke about actor William Conrad dying on this date, 1994. He was no stranger to the Golden Age of Radio. As a tribute, we've selected something that's quite interesting because it has the powerful voice of William Conrad up against another strong voice. Somebody by the name of John Daner. Both of them did tons of Golden Age of Radio work and also Would go to television and be quite successful, both of them. So this is a fantastic episode. It's called "The Shot." It's from 1954, starring William Conrad with co-star John Daner on the Riley and Kimmy Show.
9: Ones here, I see. You're late, Rolls. I stopped to pick these. Cherry anyone? No? They're delicious. For a man who's about
8: to die, you don't seem too concerned.
9: Oh, mm-hmm. well, I am concerned, Peyton. I have a whole hat full of delicious cherries that certainly have to be eaten. And on the On the other hand, Peyton, I'm not certain that I have to die. You will draw lots, gentlemen.
0: The papers in this hat are numbered from one to ten. You will each draw a paper. The man who receives the highest number will fire the first shot.
9: Mm, well, after you, Lieutenant Peyton. And good, good luck. Your draw, sir. Mr. Peyton?
8: I draw eight.
9: Huh. Oh. Now. I have drawn a
5: ten.
0: Mr. Rolls wins the first shot. Mm-hmm. Back to back. You will pace away until the count of eight is completed. Mr. Rolls has the first shot. You, Mr. Payton, will return his shot. Understood?
9: Yes. yes. Understood.
0: Is anyone present here who finds this not an honorable way to settle the dispute between these two men?
9: You ready, gentlemen? Already? Ready.
0: One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> Mr. Peyton, are you all right? Are you hit?
8: No, I'm all right. Bullet went through my hat.
0: It's
9: your shot, Lieutenant Peyton.
8: Yes, I know.
9: Hmm. Cherries. Wonderful. You seem so anxious to kill me, sir. Do I have to remind you that you have a shot at me?
0: Go ahead.
8: Take it. No. Not now.
0: Zachary, he's taking a shot at you. You have to take your shot at him. Shut up. I don't have to do anything. Yet. You challenged him to a duel, Zachary. Quiet.
9: you like to take your shot from here, Peyton?
8: No. You don't seem ready for death this morning, Rose.
9: You're wrong again, sir. I'm always ready for death or life. You've disappointed me, Peyton. Have I? Or perhaps I've disappointed you. At any rate, all of these gentlemen witnessed that I went through my part of the challenge. Now, witness this. You still have your shot Peyton. and if you aren't afraid to use it, I'll always be ready for you. Any day, any place.
8: I'll remember that, Rose. Huh.
9: Please do so. Good day, gentlemen. It's a lovely morning.
0: Zachary, he'll tell everyone about this. You'll be ruined. You can't expect to stay in the regiment now.
8: Why deprive him of life when he attaches no value to it?
0: You ended the duel your way, and it's not an honorable
8: way, Zachary. The duel is not ended. You heard him. All of you heard him. I still have my shot coming. And I'll take it. I'll choose the day. And I'll choose the place. And then I'll see if he still wants to eat cherries. And laugh down the barrel of my gun. Yes. What do you want?
5: I I brought your mail.
8: Open the door. Uh, Set it there on the table, Mr. Temple. Thank you. Yes, sir.
5: Oh, I didn't know you had a visitor. Uh,
8: Mr. Stockwell, this is Mr. Temple, my landlord.
7: How do you do, Mr. Temple? Colonel Stockwell,
8: Virginia
5: Volunteer.
7: Mr. Stockwell now, Mr. Temple. There's no longer a Confederate army or a Confederacy. <laughs> I forget sometimes, sir. I served under
5: you in the third volunteers, and I... Mr. F-
8: Temple had quite a career as a soldier, Jim. He's oh. told me about it every day since I took this room.
5: Only thing left to talk about now, Colonel. There's nothing but carpetbaggers and Yankees. We all
7: know how it is, Mr. Temple.
8: Was there anything else?
5: Hmm? Oh, yes. Those are fine dueling pistols, Mr. Payton.
7: I have already admired Mr.
5: Payton's firearm. Would you believe how good Mr. Payton is with it, Colonel? Why, he lies right here on his bed and fires away at a little old playing card stuck on the fence post out there in back hits it every time. Some shooting, I declare. Mr. Peyton practices all the time. Is
8: that all, Mr. Temple? What? I ask if that was all. Is there something else you have to say? I, well, it... it's my wife, Mr. Peyton.
5: I mean, Libby don't like it. She don't understand how it is with a man and a gun. Women are like that. I keep telling her, these are hard times, and we surely appreciate getting a man in here who can pay us a little rent, but then she just don't know... Then tell her.
8: Tell her, Mr. Temple. I practice shooting in all kinds of light from all positions, and I'll continue to do it. Good day, Mr. Temple.
5: Yes, sir. Good day to you both. Uh.
8: Jim?
7: Uh, No, thanks. Yeah. Well, you haven't changed too much, Zachary. A little Uh, gray. It's
8: been seven years now.
7: Now, Zach, maybe you have changed. The man who was just here was afraid of you.
8: Scared, shrinking little man.
7: If I might comment, Zach, you didn't do anything to alleviate his fright. He
8: uses his wife as an excuse. It's not his wife. It's him. He's frightened of my gun. He knows what I can do with it.
7: But that means nothing to you. He has no bearing on your life.
8: True. But it comes to him that a gun pointed at a card stuck on a fence can just as easily be pointed at a heart stuck in a man's chest.
7: Would you mind putting those pistols back in the case?
8: You afraid too, Jim.
7: I'm not a Willis Temple. Don't treat me like that, Zachary. I'm your friend. I came here to meet you because you asked me.
8: Oh. Nah, better.
7: Why am I here, Zachary? What do you want? him?
8: A week ago, I received a letter from Norfolk. It mentioned that uh, an old acquaintance of mine is living here. A man who was an officer in my regiment. His name is Benjamin Rolls. Oh. Do you know him, Jim? Slightly. I've seen him
7: around town. We've spoken to him once or twice. How does he
8: look these days? Not
7: knowing how he looked when you knew him, I'd say he looks mighty fine, Zach. He's in good health, I think. And he's done better than most of us. I understand his family lost all they had at Savannah, but there's an English branch that died off and filled in the inheritance. He's very well off. Marsha Pemberton's considered to be a very, very lucky young lady in these parts. Marsha Pemberton? The girl he married last week.
8: Does he love her? What? Do you know if he loves this girl he married?
7: Well, it's apparent to everybody in town that he loves her very much. When he was courting her, folks in town saw him together. Often I saw him. I would say Ben Rolls is in love. The way a man loves only once in his life. Is that what you want to know? Yes. Why?
8: It's important for me to know.
7: Because I'm your friend, Zachary, I'm talking to you about Ben Rolls. But I'm uncomfortable. I don't like talking about a man. You see over there... That large white house on the hill?
8: Yes, I see it.
7: That's where Ben lives. He's right there, Zachary. You can talk to him instead of me. I won't answer any more questions, Zachary. Zachary, why do you want to know these things about Ben Rose?
8: I want to satisfy myself that he's at last found something to live for. I want to know if he can still laugh. Down a gun barrel.
7: I heard about that, dude. I won't let you do this thing, Zachary. There's been enough killing.
8: Jim! Yeah? Jim, I. I'd hate to kill you, too. Stockwell?
7: Yes. Yeah.
8: Who are your friends?
7: This is Palk Giger and Quincy Talbot. We were in the army together, Zach. How do, Miss Peyton? Palk and Quincy were executive officers forming the 3rd Cavalry. We served together at Appomattox. What do and... you
8: and your friends want, Jim?
7: I want to talk to you about Ben Rolls some more, Zach. I've told Palk and Quincy all you told me. They're close friends
1: to me now, and I've asked them to assist me. That's right, Captain. Mr. Stockwell's told us everything.
7: Zack, the war did many things to all of us. Everything we thought and lived for is gone now, but we are still human beings. You want to kill Ben Rose tonight. This is what the war has done to you, Zack. And this is what I want to talk about. Wanting to kill a man in cold blood, a man you haven't seen for seven years or better, doesn't make sense. I'm your friend, Zach, and I want to help you.
8: Go home. Jim, Balk, Quincy, this is none of your business. We can't do
7: that, Zachary. We can't let you go in and shoot Ben Rolls in cold blood.
1: Let's all go upstairs to your room and talk a bit, Captain. Quincy's got some fine whiskey that come in from Ireland, haven't you, Quincy? I uh, sure have, Captain. It's Jameson's. You're a man I'd be proud to share it with. Captain, Mr. Stockwell is your friend. And he's thinking of you.
8: It's Ben Rolls, your friend, too, Jim. So you're trying to protect him.
7: But I know of Ben Rolls. I told you this afternoon. Get out of my way. You'll place. have to kill
8: me first, Zachary.
7: Kill these two boys who've never done you any harm. But I won't let you go over there. No. Oh, I'm a fool,
5: Zachary. Stop it. Oh.
7: All
8: right, Park. It's the only way.
7: All right, let me down there. Quincy, hand me that whiskey.
1: Yes, sir. I'll get his hit, Mr. Stockwell. All
8: right here. Huh? Here.
7: <coughs> I'm sorry, Zachary. Sometimes we all go about things the wrong way. I'm noted for my poor judgment in many
4: matters.
8: Jim. Ask him to wait over there. All right, pal. Quincy. Over there. Sure it's all right, Mr. Stockwell.
7: Captain Peyton is a man of honor.
8: Come on, Quincy. Be right over by the trees, sir. Jim. Jim, I have to kill him. I have to before I can ever live again. I hate him, Jim. When you've lived with a hate as long as I've lived with it, there's nothing else you can do.
7: Zach, Zach, it would solve nothing killing Ben
8: Rose. Why do you think I resigned my commission before the war was over? Why do you think I disappeared from the Confederacy? Why do you think I never returned to my home?
7: I heard you'd done all those things. I didn't ask any questions because you're my friend. Ben.
8: Ben Rose. The cause of everything. One night, in front of the whole regiment, he slapped me.
7: Over
9: oh,
4: what? Why? A
8: girl. Just a girl we both liked. I don't even remember her name. No, everybody had seen her come. Until Rhodes joined the regiment, I was the most popular officer with my fellow officers and the ladies.
7: Exactly. That was then. And this is now.
8: But my life stopped then, Jim. Jim, tried to remember how it was then in the early stages when the North was dying and not the South. It was so fashionable to be young and reckless and brave and an officer in the Confederate Army. And then to be slapped by a man more brave, more reckless, more... more everything. It was too much,
7: Jim. Zach... Those days are gone. Forget them. The whole way of life is different now.
8: It's no different for him. Exactly. And it's no different for me, Jim.
7: Can you kill a man for something that happened then?
8: He shot at me once. Now I owe him a shot. You know that, Jim. Yes, exactly.
7: You owe him a shot. Go ahead.
1: you uh, are letting him go Mr. stockwell
7: Yes I can't stop him it's between him and Ben rolls now uh-huh.
9: You have some business with me, sir. I don't usually receive people who refuse to give their names to my servants.
8: Hello, Rose. What? Don't you recognize me, Zachary Peyton? What are you doing here? I owe you a shot, Rose, and I've come to pay off. I see. Are you ready?
9: I'm ready. I told you I always would be.
8: Yes, you did. Then you asked me to remember it. You don't seem quite as certain as you were the last time we met. Is there something wrong? I... I believe we were at eight paces before. Yes. Do you mind if I count? I'll count. As you will, Rose. Back to back. One. Two.
9: Five, six, seven, eight. Shoot, man. Shoot! Do it quickly.
8: You seem in a hurry to die, Mr. Rolls.
9: It's of my wife. She'll be coming home any minute.
8: Ah, well, in that case, we'd better get on with it then. You know, I apologize, Mr. Rolls, that this pistol isn't loaded with cherry stones. You have no idea how often I've dreamed of cherry stone bullets since last we met. I think they would be somewhat lighter than lead. Shoot. Rolls, this doesn't seem to me like a duel anymore. It's just plain murder. And if I'm anything, I will not be called a murderer. You must understand that I've had quite a long lecture on why I shouldn't be doing this. I don't like shooting an unarmed man. Well, there's another pistol in my case, all loaded. Take it, and then we can start over. You hesitate, Mr. Rolls.
9: I do not hesitate, sir. I'm ready now.
8: Well, go ahead, Mr. Rolls. You're shot. What? You may have the first shot. I'm ready. Well, sir, you have broken a candle holder and ruined a picture. Now I truly owe you a shot.
2: Ben? Ben, dear, what is this? What's the matter? Oh, Ben, are you all right?
9: What? I'm fine, Marsha, fine.
2: But
9: truly, I am. Can't you see we're just joking? Joking? Oh, don't be so frightened. I'll tell you what. Find Abrams and ask him to bring up some nice wine. But... And then I'll introduce you to my old friend here.
7: Tell me, sir, is my husband telling the truth? Ben, is it true you're just joking?
8: He's always joking, Mrs. Rose. Once he slapped me in the face... For a joke. Another time he put a bullet through my cap for a joke. And just now he fired a gun at me and missed. Another joke. And now I think I'll have my little joke and then end this choking. Ben,
4: this is the man, Peyton, you told me Read about. Leave the room.
9: Marsha, this is between us. This man has a right to shoot at me. I wouldn't have any honor if I didn't allow. Oh, no. Shoot, Peyton. Shoot, man, and stop making her suffer for me.
8: Will you fire or not? No. No, sir. I will not fire. I'm satisfied. I've seen you afraid. I've forced you to fire at me. That's enough. You'll remember me all your life, Rose. I'll leave you to your conscience. Now, as for that shot, here it is. Goodbye, Mr. Rose.
7: Zachary,
8: you did it. You took your shot. Yes, I put it in the picture. Right next to his shot. Zach.
7: Zach, he's still alive. You could have killed him, but he's alive.
8: He's fine, Jim. And still the bravest man I ever met. Let's go, Jim. <laughs>
3: It's the Riley and Kimmy Show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The
4: Riley and Kimmy Show.
3: Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com.